Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. Podcast where we go through all of the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we get closer and closer to Avengers Infinity War. And we're hitting the stretch run, guys. There's only a couple of films left to review before we actually get to Avengers Infinity War. Tonight we are reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And I am the Star Lord of the pod. I am Anthony Canton the third, one of your co-hosts. As always, Jake Christie. What's happening, sir? Uh, nothing much. Excited to be on the pod tonight. Excellent. And then my other co-host, Jerome Chang. What's good in I, your neighborhood? I would like to be the Jeff of the pod today, if that's possible. I think, I think that'd be great. <laughs> um, I'm doing I great. Uh, this is crazy how close we are to it. This is actually really weird. <laughs> that, like, oh, we've been doing man. this this whole time. Yes, it's January, and we're hitting the stretch run. And tonight, we have a couple of guests. We brought in a full team for this podcast. First, of course, we know her for her amazing and a past Marvel Cinematic University alum. Neats is in the house. What is happening? <laughs> Hi. Um, I'm just so stoked to rip into this movie because I know you guys like it and I'm still so heated that I had to watch it. So happy to be here in a sense. Oh man, this is going to be so much fun. And wait, I just have a question. Um, when we invited Neats back on, did we tell her ahead of time what the movie was or did we just say, come on back for another What do you mean? I've seen this movie before. I've held it it's trash. Right. No, no, but we're just like, well, we're like. Yeah, do you want to come on for another pod? And then you're like, great. And then we told you what the movie no, was. No, no. They were like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And in my mind, I'm like, well, I love arguing about trash. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, I'm here for it. Yeah, I know. She loves arguing about trash. That's why she argues so much for Iron Man 3. Oh, so, shut up. Ooh. Ooh. And, and, and on that now. note, and on that note, moving on to our last guest. I think I think his uh, his breathing situation is a lot better. Returning <laughs> from Guardians of the Galaxy pod number one, McKay Giller. What's happening, sir? Hey, guys. I'm just glad to be back. And I'm uh, excited to say I'm closer to Nietzsche's side of the argument than yours, I think. Yes! Hey, I mean, listen, man. We all have to be on the wrong side of history <laughs> at some point. I understand. <laughs> I understand and I respect it. So, in the meantime... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the 15th film in the MCU, directed by James Gunn. Essentially, this is obviously the sequel to what was a movie that a lot of people, and I'm sure a lot of people in this in this chat, really thought was a, a really good to great movie. And it was a surprise. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was a surprise for me in terms of expectations, and it delivered full force. This movie, thinking about it from just a general standpoint, after... I felt a little differently. Not the I didn't have the same I guess it didn't feel as fresh to me. There are some good moments of course which we'll get into and there are a lot of like bad moments and then there's some timeline moments which we'll get into in uh Neat's picks and <laughs> which we'll get so to disrespectful. Short, which we'll get which we'll get to shortly. So I guess we'll start off with this. Just from a general standpoint what were everybody's thoughts on this movie? Um, I'm going to leave Neats for last. McKay, go ahead. <laughs> All right. I think this movie is worse than Guardians 1 in almost every conceivable way. Yeah. Which is a huge disappointment to me because I was so excited. As you guys know from my Guardians pod, I think Guardians is incredible. But I think Guardians 2 is significantly worse in almost every way. And, like, there's only a handful of ways that it might be better. I, and that's not to say it's. I didn't enjoy watching it. I mean, I think... I, I, personally, I think the first half... The first act is significantly worse than the, the third act. But it's still just, like, not as good. And I don't even think it's as good as a lot of the other Marvel films, to be honest. So, I, I was... I was I th- it might have just been my high expectations, but I was, I was honestly pretty disappointed by this film. Hmm, interesting. Go ahead, Jerome. Um... I'm somewhere in between. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm sure I'm gonna be in a different place by the end of this pod with all the different opinions uh, in this room right now. But I think so. When I first saw it, I think ultimately I was a bit disappointed, and I kind of forgot about the film after the fact. And 
Uh, one thing I definitely took out of it is I still like the characters, and it was nice to see more of them. But yeah, I think to McKay's point, uh, it's it's not it's not good. It's not bad either, though. That's the weird part. I, it might be expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can tell, I'm still trying to figure it out in this moment. <laughs> uh, but uh, in general, like it's it's not a bad movie. Uh, you know what? Let's move on to the next one. I'll figure this out soon. <laughs> Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, I, I I feel comfortable saying that just it's a fine movie. Uh, there are bits I enjoy. There are bits I enjoy a lot, and there are bits that are just like I don't like. But uh, I think also I feel really comfortable with that because as I talked about in the Doctor Strange pod, I watch a lot of movies that are just fine, and so like I don't get mad when I see them. I, my time is not that valuable to me, so uh, I didn't mind. I saw, but I will say that when I saw this yeah. opening night. Because I, I, I was actually, it's the only movie I've ever seen the Thursday before it came out. Because I just, you know, I'm not, I don't usually get that excited for movies. Um, but a friend of mine, uh, my friend Marcus, texted me like, hey, you want to go see it at a, I don't know why I'm telling the story. Anyway, I saw it. And it's in the theater. It played great because it's, you know, it's yeah. the, the type of people who are in. The, and so I really liked it a lot. Um, and then watching again, like the bits that drag that I kind of forgived in like because i think that a lot of the highs are still pretty high it's just the lows are just like silly it, it just doesn't feel as um it doesn't it just misses the notes i feel like was it jerome or mckay who said like it's worse than it was mckay i think who said it's worse than guardians in every con- significant uh, conceivable way and that i feel like it's it's just a worse version in every way like it doesn't do any anything that much differently it's just mm-hmm. it's not as funny it's not is like uh the action's not as good it's not as like fun it just it's just a little bit worse than everything so uh it also that's kind of sad because you can see what it could be and i don't think that the problem is largely structural i think it's just um the execution and i can talk when i get to the nitpicks there are some like acting things i have problems with but overall i think it's just a worse movie than the first one and i was a little disappointed Hmm. Some interesting thoughts there. Needs, go ahead. The floor you is You guys yours. are being so kind. So, <laughs> I, I mean, okay, so I was saying this before. I first saw this film, and I thought that it was fine and just kind of irrelevant and whatever important moments for the universe needed to come out of it could have been placed everywhere. I didn't think it needed its own standalone film. I didn't feel like the character development was really there. I didn't feel like anything important came out of it. Now I rewatched it. I still think that for the most part. But now I'm like, I hate this movie. I will never rewatch this movie again. And I'm like, no hyperbole there. It took me, you guys might have seen my tweet rant about it. It took me a good two nights to finish it. Like I started at like 8 p.m. two days ago and I finished it yesterday. Now can I ask you a question? Would you consider this the second worst movie you've ever seen? Because that's a relevant question. No, of all uh, time. Second worst of no. all time. I'm only asking because someone no. said that about another Marvel movie in an upcoming pod, and I think that that's preposterous, and I just want to make sure he knows that. <laughs> yeah, no, any Marvel film is like, come on. Any that's Marvel really film is a little, is a step up from that. Oh, man. Nah. That's funny. Okay, um, so. Is it, is it so bad that you refuse to acknowledge it in the Marvel no, Cinematic Universe? No, because, okay. okay. No, what? hold on. I refuse to acknowledge Ed Norton because. That doesn't, it just, okay. Besides besides Ed Norton, I acknowledge this movie. Okay. I just think it sucked. It's like, okay. I thought the acting was bad. The only, and I really like, I love Marvel, if you've listened to any of this, mm-hmm. is that, so I really tried to kind of excuse it. I'm like, you know what? They were playing on that 80s thing, and they were trying to, some of the cheesy bits felt very mm-hmm. 80s movie to me, and the, the, cut, the, the cutaways are like the, <laughs> I don't know movie terms, so Jake can help me maybe, but the close-ups that here and there, and I was like, okay, that's very 80s movie, and maybe I don't like it, but I can at least respect that they were trying to stay in that sort of theme. But I feel like the 80s movie um, stuff is only charming if it's legitimate and not manufactured. That's why I don't think it works Yeah, so and thank you. So, I mean, the only good thing I'll say about this is the soundtrack, and this kind of transferred from Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Mm-hmm. The way that they used the soundtrack throughout this movie was, I loved it, like... I loved everything about it. I actually really liked some of the action scenes in this. Those were really easy to get through. Everything mm-hmm. else I had to like 
pause and DM someone. So, yeah. What was the first moment in the film that caused you to stop watching altogether that you had to pick up another It was like six minutes, 20 seconds in. I'm like dead ass. Yeah. So the first scene ended. And I got to say, I love the first scene. And we'll get into that, too. But Mm -hmm. I love the first scene. I was super hyped. And then I was like, I dropped off so hard immediately after. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so. I actually want to say something about like you mentioned the soundtrack i actually think the soundtrack is used way less effectively in this movie and i think you know another movie that came out the same year that i think is an interesting comparison point is baby driver that i think okay used yeah. the soundtrack significantly more yeah. effectively like yes. this movie like can i have a hot take over the head with the theme my hot take but, is that i think that the soundtrack is used worse in this movie but having actually i think I, yeah my dad actually bought both of the soundtracks on itunes because he likes the music and likes the movies and having listened mm-hmm. to them multiple times in like, the car i actually think the songs on guardians 2 are actually i like them more um but i think mm-hmm. it's used less effectively also because mr yeah, blue sky is one of my favorite songs you're comparing it to guardians of the galaxy one though in that yeah, obviously it was used worse. It's like you said, everything they did was yeah. essentially worse in one way or another. But I, I think standalone, if I were to look at it, I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. So, maybe not as effectively, but still. The opening like, it, bit not, totally. is great. The, the Mr. Blue There's Sky no subtlety. is great, though. Like, that's... Yes. Uh, yeah. I, have a, I have a take. I'll, I'll, I'll save it for later, but I, I agree. The Mr. Blue Sky fight is great. Yeah. Hmm. So, long story short, Too Long Didn't Read. I thought it was trash. so basically for me and just some quick general thoughts um i just felt like from a character development standpoint it didn't really go anywhere in the sense that maybe just a couple of people and when i get into favorite guardian i'll go into the particular character for that but overall i think you guys kind of summed it up pretty well so i won't hit on this beat too long is you just didn't that same feeling that you got from guardians one where i walked out of the movie feeling great about what i just saw and then on the rewatch you get through it and you you remember all these funny little moments and and some of the the action scenes and stuff like that and you felt man this was such a good movie but in this one it kind of just it was there that's the best way to describe it The, the movie was there so I think from that standpoint, it's just like it, it's for the dark world where it felt like it took forever to get through. Yeah, you got through it and mm-hmm. stuff like and stuff like that. But overall, it's just like, eh, it was like, it's OK. It's OK. I mean, yeah. So like from that standpoint, we'll move on to the next uh, topic. And I figure since we're on this this whole uh, line of killing the movie, we might as well <laughs> go into our main issues with the movie. Uh, Jake, you're really good in this category. Go ahead. Honestly, my biggest issue, and I hate saying this so much because I really like him a lot, I do not think Chris Pratt is a skilled enough actor to do what the movie needs him to do. I don't... Agreed. I don't think... What? Gonna say. I Mm -hmm. I think that there are other problems with this movie. I'm not saying his acting is the only problem, but in the scenes where it's him and Kurt Russell... Uh, like having first the positive father, the father in some moments, and then the turn. I just, I just don't buy what he's. I, it just like the bit with them throwing the ball back and forth. Obviously, it's cheesy on its face, but like he just oversells that way too much. And then the bit where like his eyes turn, it just look. It, it, I just was taken out of it. I'm like, I actually like. I don't get taken out of movies that much, but I'm just like, oh, this is just looks dumb because Chris Pratt is doesn't is just not giving me anything. He, I think he's just. He needs to do a lot more in this movie. And Kurt Russell, I think, is really, really good at acting in this movie. I don't know. I don't like his character a ton. But mm-hmm. I think he's just outclassed a lot in a lot of those scenes. And um, I think it really uh, drags some more uh, uh, specific stuff. The bit where Drax is being, like, pulled behind the ship. Like, I get that he's, like, <sighs> a superior alien race. But he would have broken his back 15 times. Um, right. <laughs> also, there's there's um, there's a uh, I'm reminded of something else, another sequel that's not very good. That there's a moment in, if you let me go on another pop culture thing, that there's a moment in the terrible Community season four, where season three ends with like it being implied that Britta and Troy are like an item, and then when they come back in season four, like they're still just like kind of an item, but not really. And that's how I felt 
and it's like, but there's a whole summer. Like, how did nothing happen? That's how I feel with Guardians One and mm-hmm. Two. Like, you mean to tell me that the sexual chemistry between Gamora and Star Lord stayed just the same, even though time has clearly pro- progressed? Um, the way I wrote it in my notes is, you mean to tell me after all this time, Gamora and Peter aren't bumping uglies? Like, how? <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, come like, on, wh- man. I know. Oh, but I'm sorry. I I try to make these people laugh, but uh, <laughs> but like, it just bumping yeah. uglies is like. You, you know, Jake. You know what that is? That's uh, when uh, when Captain America says language yeah. in Age of Ultron. It's but but on a serious note though, it's just like, am I am I wrong in thinking like I was like I when I when I was rewatching it, I'm like, oh wait, they're still at the same exact place they were at the end of Guardians One. Like it felt when fake. I get even worse a little bit. Yeah. Right? Oh well, here's the thing about that, and this, and I might as well say this part now. I don't like what they did in terms the timeline was because allegedly guardians of the galaxy volume two takes place only a couple of months after guardians of the galaxy that's what it seems like so like from that perspective i guess you can kind of explain away the whole reason why gamora and peter haven't really done anything yet in terms of romance a couple months in the same ship nah i mean (laughs) no because they like each other or they don't i don't know i I mean i guess black widow really yeah, that's true. To a lesser, to a lesser <laughs> yeah. extent. Um, Jake, do you have any other little uh, thoughts before we? No, move I, I, I think that uh, I think I'll just say just because it was in a nitpick in the first one. I think that uh, I like Karen Gillan's performance more in this one. I still don't love it, okay. but I I think that it's much la- it's much more nuanced and uh, it makes it it takes me out. It doesn't take me out at all. Um, yeah. So, okay, thank you, cool. Karen Gillan, for getting better. <laughs> I completely agree with that, by the way. Jerome, it's on you, sir. Um, just echoing Jake's point about Chris Pratt, I'm a big fan of his, but I think in the dramatic scenes, it just, whatever way he was trying to uh, portray it, it pulled me out of it, and it just didn't sell the moment as well as I would have hoped to. It's specifically, uh, when he has that argument with Gamora about how he finally found his father and this is his moment, like mm-hmm. just something about that. Um, and I'm not sure if it was an acting choice or even a writing choice. Cause like, it seems like for a moment they're trying to just make him into kind of a dick. And mm-hmm. he's, it, if it's intentional, I guess it works, but it just, yeah, it, it came off as like some pretty poor acting on that part. Uh, outside of that, I hate to say it because he was my favorite or I said he was my favorite um, in the first one, but, yeah, there was too much Drax in this. It was not great. Drax was at I any agree. point your favorite. Um, in, Meets, in that's what one, I said. Yeah, I did mark him down. I know. I know. What? Yeah, Dra- uh, yeah. I was I was on board with Drax in Volume One too. I can cop to that too. Oh Jesus, guys! <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Yo, uh, Jerome, Jerome, is there anything else before we move on? <laughs> Game mostly <laughs> just right now. No. uh... <laughs> Yeah, it just, it, yeah, he, he just wasn't great in this one, and it was forced quite a bit, um, in the kind of way that started to make me think about the first. Am I the no, one who, I really, I I really did enjoy him in the first one? Yeah, I no, lost you. I lost, I lost you. Hello? Am I here? Yeah, you're back. Yeah. Yeah, you're here. You're back. I'm there. Okay. Um... I think we lost. Uh, lost you yeah. again. Lost you again. I'm out again. Yeah. Uh, just now. Say, uh, say your thoughts. Go. Hello. Yes. Uh, Drax. Out on Drax. Okay. Out on Drax. <laughs> on to out on one. Drax. All right. M- McKay, go ahead. Uh, just like, it's so like I have a lot of nitpicky things that I like to pick out in movies, but just general thoughts, like, just not funny, hardly at all. Most of the line, most of the jokes just don't land. It's like as you guys said, it's not really well acted. Uh, it's just so disappointing. Like I don't, I don't know how many more ways I can say that it's just. I worse, can hear but... it in your voice. Oh, yeah, I know. I wanted it to be so good, but I mean, there's a couple things specifically, like small things, like when they're running away from the sovereign, they they're fighting over control of the um like ship, and then they crash just a little bit, and then Rocket just stops fighting for control for no reason, which makes no sense. Also, like there's no real can't, reason also, for it. Couldn't get through a quantum asteroid field. It's literally impossible. Also, also that same scene. How the fuck 
could they just go around the field? What? <laughs> that makes no oh, sense. That is, yeah, that is they're like, wild. They're like, let's go, let's take all this time, all this struggle to go through the field, and then the enemy can just go around it at the same speed? That That's so nonsensical. Like, that is such a dumb sci-fi stupid trope. Sorry. So stupid. Um, oh, no, it's all good. There's also a moment when they first meet Ego um, that he's like, oh, I just wanted, he says something like, I wanted to be human. But the homie doesn't even know what humans are. Like, yeah. how did he model himself after humans if he hadn't met any life? Like, what? Yeah, he should I have mean, said, I like, maybe... a, he should have said, like, a life form or something like that. I don't... Yeah. And was he really human for all of those relationships? Like, he didn't look like the person on the planet? Like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. And then, uh... <sighs> the, the, you know, like, when Groot walks past the, the prison... The yeah. prison cell? Was he just walking by by chance? Like, there's no... Yeah. He gets made fun of and teased, and then, then they just cut to him walking by. But there's no explanation of how he got from point A to point B, and it's really mm-hmm. kind of confusing to me. Um, And also, there's a moment where the people on the ship say, like, he has the fin. If they knew where the fin was, why didn't they just destroy it? Like, nope. if they knew yeah. that was an option... Oh, um, no, because right. I think because other people can use it. I imagine it's probably valuable. I don't... I, yeah. I don't... He does at the very end. They pass That's the thing on. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's not uh, like only yeah. he can use it. Uh, it's just there's there's just a lot of like small things. It doesn't feel like the attention to detail is there nearly as much mm-hmm. as there was in the first one. Um, yeah, it's just I, I kind of yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Uh, Neats, go ahead. Yay! So. Cool. Where do I get started? I hated the writing, I think, most of all. So that's not really a nitpick, but I think mm-hmm. you guys kind of touched on a lot of that and you brought it up. I actually loved Chris Pratt in this movie. I am a huge Chris Pratt fan, and I felt like given the lines that he was given, did as well as he could. Uh, You guys seem to disagree, but I just felt like everything about the dialogue, and even I was looking for a favorite quote, and I kind of went back and was just looking up all the quotes in the movie. Every, even just reading it to myself, I was like, this is actually just really cheesy, and it's not funny, Mm -hmm. and it'd be really hard for anyone to deliver those lines. Like, I can't even read them in my head without thinking like, oh, this is so crazy. You gotta wonder, you gotta wonder what the fact that they lost, a, that the first one was written with James Gunn and someone else and this one's just him. Yeah. You gotta wonder, I don't know, I'm just saying. Which is weird, I love James Gunn, so it was just kind of, I mean, yeah, you guys touched on it, it was just really disappointing. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was so good. Yeah, and then so you went good. into this movie and it just, especially again, watching it now, that's why I, had, I was literally cringing at some point, so I was like, okay, pods. Um, Another big nitpick is, yeah, exactly, it's a lot of that, so they skipped a lot of logical sense. They had, they went right around the field, or everyone just kind of knew what they were supposed to do. So I think it was Mm -hmm. towards the final battle scene, Rocket goes, when it explodes, it'll set off an entire thing within his nervous system. I'm like, you didn't even know that ego existed Mm -hmm. until a couple hours ago. How are you supposed to know that? And it was like, it's such, like, they can that can happen he can assume it but they say it with like such authority or like you have to go through the quantum blah blah field and i'm like yeah sorry i don't remember what it was called so i'm like just yeah attention to detail is a good way to say it i guess Mm. um i think there were like minimal funny moments (laughs) and then my biggest nitpick which is totally personal i don't know i want to hear what you guys think is I didn't, I don't necessarily go to things like Guardians of the Galaxy to like feel very emotional. It's kind of like the beauty of superhero action films. Maybe Infinity War will be a little different. That's a completely different like playing field. But Baby Groot was so sad at every moment and like so confused. And it just like broke my little cold heart. And I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this element. Like Baby Groot is so fun. And like that first scene is what I think Baby Groot is going to maybe meant more utilized with. Can I admit yeah. something? Both times, this is actually not Baby Groot specific, but both times I watched this movie, I cried at Yandu's death and his funeral. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> both times. Oh. I did too. I, I did too. Yo, Yandu's yeah. death was so sad, which mm-hmm. is fine, but they added that sad element throughout the entire movie. Yes, I agree. Like, it was just sad. Yeah, yeah so, that's true. Not my thing. Action hmm. scenes, super dope. Sad parts, not so much. Yeah, I think I think the action scenes, to your point, were good. I just feel like we didn't get enough of them. Um, yeah. There was like the final, final one. Yeah, the final, final mm-hmm. one was really good. Um, I know Jerome has made this point a ton on a lot of these pods when it comes to problems. So like when 
the ego situation is happening and it's basically destroying almost everything in the galaxy. We see Earth is about to get fucked up. And mm-hmm. again, where are the Avengers? Where is anybody? Like Well, that the, one happened quickly though. It, I mean that well, that's the thing. Like it happened so quickly. But I think it, it, it falls in line with a lot of a lot of different themes where you know, like uh, destruction is happening in certain places. It's like, hmm, I wonder where are Earth, Earth's mightiest heroes. They should be there. So that oh, was one funny story about that, Anthony. Just yeah. as you uh, brought it up, yeah, that came about in this. And after complaining about it through Phase Two and some of Phase Three, it happened in this. I was like, it's fine. They probably had something else to do. Also, like, also it's in like <laughs> it's in like nowhere, Missouri, too. Like I don't really. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. And also, are we sure? I can't remember, but I feel like they'll either reference this in the future as reason that like they don't understand what's out there, so they need to like be more prepared mm-hmm. for space, or like I'm sure that they either reference it or they will. I feel like it's one of those like Easter eggs yeah. that you see like randomly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. All right. So, well, I mean, just continuing on, like I said, the it, the the whole timeline stuff. Um, it's kind of weird just for me, them making the timeline a couple of months after. I don't know why. It just bugs me for, in a sense, a movie that takes place three years later, uh, like in actual time, takes place only months later in that time. I don't know. It's just a weird mm-hmm. thing with me. Um, and mm-hmm. it kind of just throws off the whole, like, uh, like order of films and stuff like that in the way that you kind of, kind of view stuff. So that was just like one thing. Um, overall... Yeah, Drax was horrible in this one. I gotta say, it was bad. Mm-hmm. It's pretty damn bad. Um, yeah, I felt bad. I felt bad about that because he he actually had some pretty decent moments. I it, me and Jerome actually are the we're on Drax Island for the Guardians we one. So we yeah, were. we were we were, and it burned down. Um, yeah. in in this one for sure. Um, Chris Pratt was fine. I didn't have a problem with him. Kurt Russell didn't have a problem with him. Um, everybody else was. Okay, I can thought we go Yondu to favorite character good. then? Because if we're talking about characters, yeah. All right, so let's so let's move quickly into that. Let's move into um, favorite guardian. Usually we do non superhero character, but we'll go to favorite guardian. Uh, Jake, who is your favorite guardian? Be- out of a technicality, because what he is at the end of it, Yondu is my favorite guardian in this movie. He is the most uh, improved character between any two yeah. movies. Uh, and yeah, because he he doesn't start the movie yet, but as Rocket says. He's a go- you're a guardian of the freaking galaxy. No, welcome to the freaking guardians of the galaxy. Only he didn't use freaking. He is <laughs> also such a bad line. Yeah, I know. It's not a good line, but it's fun to say. Uh, but um he is sincerely great in this movie. Um his turn of like the arc of him realizing that he is really that of him coming to terms with the fact that he was like Peter's father is actually, like, is the one moving thing in this movie. Whereas the father-son stuff between uh, Ego and Star-Lord doesn't really do it for me. The father-son stuff between Yondu and Peter works well for me. Uh, And, yeah, just his... Also, like, his his whole... um, His action sequences are great. I love watching the... The what's what's the uh, arrow called? The whistling arrow. I've, I, there's a name for it. Uh, the but, fin. Yeah, the the fin is what's on his head. But like the sequence uh-huh. where he's watching on the cameras and what watching it whiz by, like great stuff. Uh, and yeah, he just he knocked it out of the park. Him and him and Victor Oladipo are most improved players this year. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, I think it's called the uh, the Yaka arrow. Yeah, I just looked it right. up. Yeah. Yeah, the Yaka arrow. Uh, Neats, go ahead. Who's your favorite guardian? Also out of a technicality, easily Yondu. Um, and even when you were talking about it right now, I forgot about that arrow scene because that was in the part one of my watching experience. But that was a great scene, fun scene. Yondu was, I mean, the most interesting character by far out of this, mm-hmm. which is crazy because you're like, okay, great. For those of us, for those of us, us that don't read the comics getting to find out more about peter's father should be the most interesting moment out of all mm-hmm. of this yeah. but instead finding out about yondu and the fact that he was banished because he took peter and he realized that um he, that he was killing off all of these kids so he didn't want to deliver them anymore and he was essentially shunned from his entire community for protecting this kid who he raised to believe that he was just kept him because he was small and good for thieving which is by mm-hmm. the way a good line but um so easily 
yeah, it, like now the more that you talk about it, I'm like warming up to the idea that this movie has redeemable factors and Yondu would easily be it. And that mm-hmm. end funeral scene was just like, man. Yeah, that was pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was pretty dope. Uh, Jerome, go ahead. Um, Jake's point earlier about his thoughts on the film and that the highs, there are real highs in here that sometimes it makes you forget some of the lows, like Yondu, that's basically where that high is for me in this. Um, I actually had him listed as my non-superhero character to avoid uh, technicality. So um, all the reasons you guys said about it... Uh, Who was your so original it. one then? But yeah, so for my original one, uh, I went with Rocket Raccoon. I yeah, liked him good. in this one. Mm-hmm. He's good. Uh, I would say from the first pod, uh, that was your favorite, uh, right, Jake? Yours Correct. and um, McKay's. So I, I think had Groot. From... Oh, you had Groot. Sorry, that's right. But um, so from Jake's take on it, uh, it had me look back at the first one and kind of appreciate him a little more in this one, too. Uh, he, it, for like the original Guardians, he's definitely my favorite. Hmm. Go ahead, McKay. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I kind of figured we're doing both uh, Guardian and non-Guardian. So I, I guess I'll say Yondu because he's Sorry about me that. a non-Guardian. I, I but... was just thinking because I wanted to make a big splash about how at the end he's technically a Guardian of the Galaxy. That is he's a Guardian. That's right. He is. He, he is. Counts. He, he, counts. Really, he, he is. He counts. counts. He is. So I think the person I was going to say before, I must be just a Groot stand because I love Baby Groot in this movie. <laughs> like, Baby Groot is so good. Like such a great idea for a character and like <clears throat> really how cute. You... I mean, well, now you have an opportunity to say Baby Groot or Teen Groot in this. Like, is it that's all for true. I think I think Teen Groot's. I think that was a funny bit, but also f- the amount of post-credit scenes in this movie. Yeah, too many. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, just, they, they, they were a little oh heavy-handed. God, there's five. Why are there yeah. five? Uh, I hate post-credit scenes. That's a different. We can talk. What? About, I, yeah, Take. I, hate, I, I hate the idea <laughs> oh, of post-credit scenes. Yo, I'm a little triggered right now. Hell yeah. no. Post-credit scene's the best part. No, it's so... Okay, you shouldn't reward... Like, it, uh, you shouldn't reward me for sitting through the, the credits. Yeah, you should, because you no. know that you deserve to and you need to. No, Other, it, like, no non-Marvel fans just walk out. You get to sit there and you're like, hell yeah, man. I'm getting no, a couple more minutes. No, I appreciate that. There is, like, a shared, like, notion, like, yeah, none of us are here. We're all on our phones at this point just waiting for the post-credits scene, right? Like, I get that. But I wish I had uh, McKay's take on Spider-Man Homecoming's post-credit scene. Actually, I love that one. I thought that, that one, one was really funny. Anyway, so, go ahead. I, I think, like, I should... I, I don't want to sit through credits through a movie I didn't like for the sake of seeing some scene at the end, right? I should... I, this might be slightly too idealistic, but I only want to sit through the credits of a movie because I liked the movie and I want to show respect to the people who created it. Does that make sense? Like... I don't want to do it for some reward, but that's just like... It's more about the quality of the movie than in the end, isn't it? Yeah, and like, this is not a movie I wanted to sit through the damn credits of. Like, mm-hmm. Well, the only thing I'll say about that is we actually got something out of these these credits, so as long as you give me something, and they gave us something... Did we? A little bit. Yeah! Yeah. What? Yeah, we got something huge. Adam Warlock. That I was guess. huge. I had to look at yeah. it. That's huge, man. That's huge. Hey, well, anyway, like, well, yeah. I, I forget why I interjected. What I was even saying. But. Oh no, it's all good. It's <laughs> oh, all good, man. This is free. Tinger's good. Yeah, he's funny. All right, I'll be quick on this one. Favorite guardian for me. Um, I'll I'll say Rocket because I actually think he has an interesting journey in this one. He still <laughs> starts off as like he's he's the asshole. He just like he can't he can't let go of stuff. You know, in that early uh, scene where he just keeps going back and forth with Peter Quill and. You know, it's it's a different perspective for him because in Guardians One, Groot was protecting him. In this one, he's protecting Groot. So I guess he's it, it's almost like uh, a journey of enlightenment in a sense for him as well. So like I felt like towards the end of the movie, he actually grew as a character. He's like the only like Andrew in particular were the two characters in this movie that there was I felt some growth and it kind of solidified. The whole uh, the whole team aspect of of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'll definitely go with uh, I'll definitely go with Rocket. Uh, let's the thing I like the stand- my favorite thing about Rocket, by the way, in this movie, is I love yeah. Bradley Cooper in this game because I talked about it in the first one how significant yeah. it is that an A list actor does a voice performance where you can't recognize his voice. I love the way he says douchebags. I just it's <laughs> it's so great. Anyway, sorry, continue. 
<laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So we'll go to the next category, the Stan Lee cameo. Did we find this Stan Lee cameo intrusive? Jake, go ahead. I'm conflicted because on the one hand, I don't actually think it's a funny scene. And on the other hand, it's really short. Uh, so I'll say like a four. Okay. McKay? Yeah, I, it's intrusive as hell. He has a line. It's not funny. And then he also has a post credit scene. Oh, yeah, like, you're right. I forgot no, about that. No, screw that. Six. Yeah. Screw, screw this cameo. I, I hated it so much. <laughs> Go oh, ahead, Neats. So if you guys have listened to me on the other ones, I felt like Stan Lee should always get a zero on intrusive because he's Stan Lee and they figure it out and like whatever. I'm like at a hard almost 10 on this one. I thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like, but it's at the same time, you got to kind of look at it from like, I mean, you're going to have to give him the cameo. I think you have to. Yeah. You're in space. So, like, did they do the best that they can without putting him in, like, full-blown green makeup? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, they could have, you know what would have been fine? I don't know. They could have made him part of the Sovereign. That would have been hilarious, but. Yeah. That might have been better. Yeah. But been. they did the best that they could without, like, humiliating this man, basically, with makeup. Gotcha. Go ahead, Jerome. Um, not really affected by the scene. I would say probably like four or five. I, it's interesting that they decided to try to put him in the canon of the full thing and make him a watcher. Uh, outside of that, um, I don't know. I, I'm warming up to Stanley stuff at this point, and it's just let him be. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, but for me, yeah, this was actually one of his worst ones. Um, I thought it was pretty bad. I'd say like an eight or a nine. I just didn't need it. Um, especially you're a spaceman, so like... And then he gets a he has a space suit. And, eh, I don't know, man. It just didn't it just didn't do it for me. So I'll go I'll go at eight on that one. All right, so we'll go to favorite scene. We'll 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 try and talk some positive things here. What <laughs> favorite scene? What is your guys' favorite scene? McKay, go first. I mean, I think it's the the dancing opening scene with yeah, an honorable mention of the arrow scene. scene. Like the dancing scene is so good, and the the like the way it's a one shot where there's one like really subtly hidden cut. Right before it starts turning, uh, like stops dancing. I think it's really good. It's, it was, it, I was, I was sad when I watched the movie in theaters the first time because it felt like it was all downhill from there almost until the till the very end with the Yondu funeral. But like, yeah, yeah that that scene was really good. And then obviously the arrow scene, just as a quick honorable mention, is very like, it's fun. And mm-hmm. when they go into the when they're in the room with the cameras and it's so it feels so clever and. Rockets mm-hmm. just shooting through the wall. Like it's so it's so satisfying. Go ahead, Jerome. Uh, both both those scenes are up there for me. Uh, I did enjoy uh, Raccoon in the Forest versus uh, the Ravagers. That was a cool mm-hmm. uh, moment there, just to show um, how adept he is, and uh, and it, it played for some physical comedy there too. Uh, I'd say the best scene is the Ravager funeral, like the Yondu. It's yeah. the most touching in it, and I think. It's already been said here so far. It's probably the most redeemable part of the movie, the character Yondu, and that he gets that send off and everything in a way that if you watch the first one, you never would expect that that would be a necessary thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, well done on their part. Right. Go ahead, Neats. Um, favorite scene is easily the opening scene, I think. Yeah. And honorable mention, obviously, to the arrow scene. That one was so fun. Um, but the reason is like beyond the fact that it was just so like such a fun opening with the soundtrack and the way that they shot it and baby Groot and like also kind of bringing it down to this battle doesn't matter for them. They're kind of just like trying to make money, which is very on brand for them. I liked that it actually opened with Peter's father because that's what I was so stoked for. So it opened with that and I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to find out so much. It's going to be so dope. And it went straight to, um, the fun scene. I was like, this sequence, this like cut from this to that was so perfect. Yeah. And then everything else was just like, when I started rewatching it this time, I was like, oh, awesome. And then again, it ended and I was like, oh, right. Everything's downhill from here. So, yeah. Favorite Got scene. you. All right, go ahead. Um, my favorite scene is probably, um, I mean, I want to combine the scene of like Groot getting the stuff with the prison escape. Um, yeah, but, that was pretty good. <laughs> like that whole scene, generally, like I would probably say, like that's one A, one B. Like up until you guys separated the arrow scene from that, I was gonna say the whole prison escape. And you know, I'll still say it because that contains my favorite line, and we'll get to there. But yeah, I like mm. the uh, 
because even the bit with the arrow, and then when they're, like, escaping, and Baby Groot gets to throw the guy who is, like, torturing him off, like, that's, I, in my opinion, I feel like that that's what it feels most like Guardians 1. One, because they're escaping a prison, and there's also, like, this joy in... There's a way in which sci-fi comedy action movies get to have a joy in killing people because they're not human, you know what I mean? Right. And that just is so, it's so joyful, the way that just so many people, like, it's done, like, dancing and musically, you know what I mean? Groot was also finally not, like, some helpless little thing. Yeah. Right. Right. He got he got busy in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Fa- yeah. Yeah, to your guys, I know a lot of you guys said this, but the open with them fighting the monster, with the music and Groot dancing around, it kind of fit perfectly with with uh, their brand, of course, and their growing teamwork. And I think ultimately what the story that they tried to tell in this film was about them being more solidified as a team. And this, see, this uh, opening scene was perfect for that, and I thought it was really dope. So... Yeah, that's basically it from that standpoint. So we'll go to favorite line now, which is one of the best categories of this pot. And Jake, what's your favorite line? All right, I'm going to say this, and I actually thought about it a lot last night. And I, I, this might get some people angry, but I actually think this is my favorite line in the entire MCU. I laughed so hard at it when I first saw it. And when I saw it again, mm-hmm. I actually laughed out loud again in the scene with the prison escape where this, there's this exchange. I'm good. He hates ads. I'm on anyone, not just himself. I'm One minute you think someone has a weird shaped head, the next minute it's just because you realize part of that head is the hat. That's why you don't like hats? <laughs> it's, it's good. It's, also, Bradley like Cooper's delivery of it is because the way of how, like, this the silliness of that as a concept, the, how it cuts back to Groot looking super innocent, like he just explained that, and then how quickly Rock Raccoon just goes, wait, that's why you don't like hats? Like, I just... I, I, I was crying in the theater because it's such a, like, that line is, I don't know, it, it's, I feel like when you, do a com- when you do a genre comedy, like a sci-fi type comedy, you need to give a reason why the movie, like, you need to, I feel like you can't just have, like, a sci-fi movie with standard comedy jokes, and, like, that's a joke you really couldn't make in another comedy movie because there's never a situation in which there's a thing that can only say three words that has to be related. I mean, like, that's not a real-life situation. <laughs> and the way, and I think right. the Guardians, I think it was so good about it is how it took advantage of sci-fi situations to make comedy. I don't think this one does it as well, but that is a perfect example of it. Anyway, I love that line. Jerome, what's your favorite line? Um... I am gonna go. I had a couple out here, but I'm gonna go with. Uh, he may have been your father, boy, but he wasn't your daddy. I. Mm-hmm. It's. Yeah. I'm. Uh. Nah. All right. That's fire. Um. I don't know. <laughs> I'm your here. Truth, man. I'm no, no, here. No, no. I'm here for sappy I'll stuff too. I'll I'll back you up. Yeah, I'm here for yeah. it too. I'm here. No, I like. I think it's just it goes back to the Yondu thing, where for me, like that whole side of him discovering like his I guess fatherhood and everything was completely out of left field for me and I think settling that and I think it's more just a credit to Michael Rooker I like how he did it I don't know if I like the line specifically but yeah I yeah, he's that. a really good actor yeah hmm. all right Neats go ahead what's your favorite line um Peter it's towards the end he's seeing all of his friends um kind of Losing to ego, and ego has the energy and the light going through him. And then he goes, You shouldn't have killed my mom and squished my Walkman. And then he attacks him. <laughs> and the reason, besides, I actually loved Chris Pratt in that moment. I'm like, Shit, Like, I believe you, man. Like, the anger and the emotion, everything about it. And it sets off such a dope um, action scene. Mm-hmm. What I really liked about it is it's really tough to believe that someone that's like half human, half celestial, celestial, whatever. Uh, who just learned how to control this light and the only real thing he's done so far is make a ball all of a sudden mm-hmm. is fighting this planet that's been ultra powerful for like millions and billions of years or whatnot I'm like how is it believable that he can even distract him for a second so the reason that made me believe it and i'm like it set off like the one thing that differentiates him from his father is that very human emotion and the things mm-hmm. that he was connected to are his mm-hmm. mom and his walkman so yeah. That sort of setting off that, like, whatever extra power that gave him, I was like, okay, so that's like, you know, it's very Harry Potter. 
that and, like that difference maker, yeah. that love, that humanity, that's what I thought too. That actually, makes you different. I thought of the end of Harry Potter as well. Yes. Um, where amazing. I might embed this line if I can find it on YouTube, where uh, there's the line reading I love of. Anyway, um, <laughs> where the, the, the magic is love. Uh, but also I that, that sets that up. Line. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that sets up another one of my favorite lines, which I was going to wait to see if anyone else took, but I don't think anyone else is going to. It's something that me and my old brother actually quote to each other a lot, just because it comes up and it, we like the way that's delivered of. I don't use my head to fly the arrow, boy. I use my arm. <laughs> oh my God, that was one of my least favorite lines. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't know Use if I, your heart. I, I don't know if I, up. no, I don't actually like this. I don't like what its message is. I just love, like, I don't like how it actually used. The second time it's used, I don't like it as much because it's used sincerely, but I like it as like a brag. The first time it sounds like a braggy thing, like, man, I use my heart. Like, I put my heart into it. But the second time it's not as good. But I like the way it's delivered the first time. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm good with that. But the second time when it's sincerely like, man, don't think with your head, think yeah. with your heart. I'm like, no, 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 let me grab that subcontext. I don't need you to. Yeah, exactly. I don't need you to tell him to use the power of love to delete, to like defeat this planet. Like, please don't. Whatever. Mm -hmm. That's a personal take. Anyways, that's my favorite line. Uh, it's about your line. <laughs> yeah. It's the way Chris Pratt delivers that line is what like had me conflicted about his acting where I was like, I actually really like how he does that line. Yeah, And it's a dramatic moment. Mm -hmm. And so that's where, like, when I said earlier, I was like, I don't know if it's the writing or it's him, but something about it just made him seem awkward uh, in particular moments. And that, so, I guess that's more of my nitpick there. Oh, I'm with it. I actually yeah. thought most of the characters, like Yondu was great. And then in the lines that I didn't like, like the daddy one, I just thought it was weird. And the heart mm -hmm. one, I just don't, I can't blame Yondu on that one. I'm like, no, that was Fair. just a bad line. Like if I were to deliver that right now, I'd laugh at myself. So, mm -hmm. yeah. McKay, what's your favorite line? So there's this moment when uh, he's first learning how to make stuff, and he's, like, super excited, and, and Chris Pratt goes, like, I'm going to make some weird shit. And it made me laugh <laughs> so hard. I was like, that is so earnest and so funny. Such a good moment. Oh, man. The line before it is not good, but the way he delivers it is so good. Yeah, yeah that, that was funny. That reminds me. good. That honestly, that line, as someone who consumes every celebrity interview basically on late night shows, that line sounds just like Chris Pratt. Like if you ever hear him talk, like that's it sounds like he could have just improvised that. I'm gonna make some weird yeah. shit. Oh, there's another line that felt <laughs> it's totally very Andy Dwyer to me, like that yeah. kind of like goofiness, which is like what I like. The most I mean, I guess I, the, sure. the way it doesn't feel Andy Dwyer is I don't think Andy Dwyer would be aware that this shit he'd make. No, no, weird, for sure. But still, anyway, for sure. I think it's the joy behind it, like the yeah. That kind oh of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's another line that I also like that I'm, I might be a little more divisive, but when uh, Nebula and Gamora m meet up, like Chris Pratt just goes like, Family reunion, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that one was delivered pretty well, too. <laughs> okay, for me, um, honorable mention line, uh, the mid-credit scene, the third mid-credit scene. And yes, McKay, these mid-credit scenes are very important. Um, uh. Aisha, <laughs> Aisha goes, That, my child. It's the next step in our evolution. More powerful, more beautiful, more capable of destroying the guardians of the galaxy. I think I shall call him Adam. Now, we don't see Adam, but it's very important to realize how huge Adam Warlock is in the future of these storylines. Obviously, we may not see him in Infinity War, but in the next Guardians, he's going to play a huge part. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be really fascinating to see. So now, just my favorite line, it's just like a quick throwaway one. And I just, it was just so random and I found it funny. Yandu is floating in the air and hanging on his arrow. And then Peter <laughs> Quill says, You look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Hell yeah, he's cool. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. And I love the way that he that he delivered that Michael Rooker uh, delivered that that line. It was really really dope. So, all right. So now that we've basically gone through almost every single category, we'll we have a couple of more left. So let's just let's just go through some like final thoughts on this movie. And I guess in the grand scheme of things, in terms of whether you want to talk about um, where it fits and how it, how we go forward in the MCU. Neats, uh, the floor is yours. Um, well, you guys, I've already beaten this horse to death or whatever the English idiom is. 
Um, <laughs> I thought it was a bad movie. So mm-hmm. what I really, 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 my final thoughts are, I really, really hope that it becomes so crucial and so important to our understanding of something more so than just the end scene credits. Cause they can put that anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that it just becomes so important because that's how I've justified the very fine movie of Iron Man three <laughs> is that it's, it's important. And I'm like, okay, Marvel, Marvel, it was, you know, took a hit maybe by producing not like the coolest action movie or like a super space comedy because it's important to the film and it's important to the development of the universe. Right. Um, that's my final thoughts is I just hope that comes out of this. Cause otherwise this might go, this might even be lower than Dark World for me at this point. That's I gotta, how much I. That's how much I, I hated it. I gotta tell you, Needs. I don't know what happened, but there was a there was a point there where you just cut out and I missed something. So I, I don't I know it, what so that was. Oh, you got it. So okay, so we can move on. All right. Oh, so I'm, Jake, it's a that you missed it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I don't know what happened there. But uh, Jake, uh, Jake, what what are your final thoughts on this movie? Um. I, I just want to bring up two things. One, I, you're talking about Aisha. It really is wild that they found uh, Elizabeth Debiggy, I think it's pronounced, who's like 6'4", mm-hmm. and like, like she's, even I think, I think they said that they had to like, like make her look like three inches taller, but like, that's perfect casting. Like, I don't want to just be like, oh my God, she looks like perfect, but like, she just looks like, if you, and you like, she looks like uh, the she looks queen. She look yeah, she looks like she's like queen. a perfectly symmetrical Exactly. Like who's also yeah. happens to be six four, you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. wild that they also but I was just wanna say we did not even talk about the fact that Sylvester Stallone is in this movie. Right. Oh, Barely. I like mean, if you talk about all the Ravagers at the end, because Michelle Yeoh shows up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like Sylvester Stallone is given a with credit on this movie, and he's not really in this movie. Like I, I know, obviously, it's going to come up in Guardians 3, I, I can only assume, but, like, it, I was super disappointed when I was in the theater, when I, well, at the end of it, like, I was happy at the end of the movie, and then I'm like, wait, when he showed up again, that's when I was reminded of, like, wait, he was, he was billed as being in this movie, like, he, especially because, like, he promoted the movie with everyone else, like, it's like, that's a con, he's not in this movie. He's an important part of the movie. I'll give it to him. Sure, but yeah, but for all intents and purposes, like the way that he was promoted, I'm like, oh, Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone are in this movie. Kurt Russell in this movie, Sylvester Stallone's barely in this movie. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, uh, Jerome? Um, I think I'm kind of coming around to my actual thoughts in the film. I, I really like Jake's take about, like, there are a lot of good highs in here, and I think that's what kind of keeps this film going for me. Um, and then in the end, like, yeah, a lot of the characters, like Drax specifically, uh, come on way stronger than I enjoy. But I also do enjoy things like Baby Groot, Raccoon, uh, Yondu. Uh, even Gamora has, like, moments. Um, I forgot, like, one line where I liked where she just says, if he ends up being evil, we'll just kill him. And I just like that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just overall, I mean, the movie's fine. It, I definitely don't feel as strongly as uh, Neats about it. But that's mm-hmm. fine, too. That's all we find too. <laughs> it's all it's all good. We can agree to disagree on this part. Yeah. Uh, McKay, go ahead. Um, I'm, I think I've aired out everything I need to air out. Um, the I, I have two final thoughts though. First, yes. I want to say uh, shouts out to my man Craglin. Like he's he's a good. I think he's a pretty good character in this movie. I think he's like an interesting. It's interesting to see him and like. That he was given more of a role, and I hope he has more of a role for going forward. I don't know if every if Little everyone thing else called liked him. Nepotism. But... Yeah, but I still <laughs> right. like. I still think he's pretty good. Oh yeah, um, I, I like him too. Actually, I just wanted to point that out because yeah, yeah. if you if, if anyone listening doesn't know that is he's played by James Gunn's brother. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. And the final thing, and this is something I think about the entire MCU. If there's something, you you're talking about how important the Adam Warlock thing is. If it's so important. Put it in your damn movie. Don't no. put it after he was your movie. No, he was supposed no, to. No, because the whole point the is that. Yeah. No, people. Okay, because you. I guarantee you, if you don't read the comics and you go back and you watch some of the earlier films, you don't understand the significance of a lot of things because you're like, I had no idea about this character or that character or whatever. That's kind of mm-hmm. what makes the MCU so fun. Yeah. Also, is they build if, up. If I may say, from a story perspective, if that was put in the movie. Like, that actually would just be, like, because 
if it's put in the movie, there needs to be some expectation of payoff. Like, I guess you could put it as, like, the last scene, yeah. but what's really the difference between a last scene and a, po- and a post-credit scene, really? I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's the, th- it's the, like, principle of it. I don't know, man. Like, mm-hmm. if it if it doesn't mm-hmm. fit in the, if it doesn't fit in the arc of the movie, then don't put it in the movie at all. This is right? a post-credits bias. That's, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, like, if, if it's, if it's <laughs> so important... Like, you have to make up your mind. This is some half, like, half-ass well, bullshit. McKay, I'm sorry. Um, I just really hate post-credits scenes. Well, McKay, McKay, we get McKay, that. McKay, if you remember, <laughs> the original Iron Man had Nick Fury for the first time. Which was so, in, so important. And it was and so long good. at the time. I thought, I, like, at the time, I was a big fan of it. Don't get me but wrong. Also, I'm but also, McKay, thinking... McKay, if that was in the end of Iron Man... Like, the, the end, and I'm, besides the fact that the end of Iron Man is perfect, because it's, like, the best, like, it's amazing. It feels like an intervention. But, but, no, no, no I'm just making a point that I think no. that if it's at the end of Iron Man, that would mean that the end of the arc of Iron Man's character in that movie is to join the Avengers, which it's not. And same as Guardians of the right. Galaxy 2 is not about the the Sovereign, really. They're not, that's not the arc. And so, I under, I can understand you saying... It shouldn't be there at all. That's fine. I don't agree that it should be in the movie. That's fine. Okay. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I that's that. What I meant when I was saying like it, they should have put it in the movie is like they need to make up their mind. Either it's important enough and it fits in the arc to fit in the movie, or it's not. In which case, don't put it in the movie at all. And but it the other thing I say is you don't. It keeps us going until after Infinity War when everyone dies and we're like, hey, the Ash- <laughs> Warlock is coming. And Listen, Needs is right. Needs is preaching to the choir right here. She's okay. she's, talk, she's talking straight facts least, right now. At the very least, can we please agree there didn't need to be five yes. oh, post-credit scenes? In this yes. That's more good. It's absurd. Um, like maybe two. Only one of them's yeah, good. Sorry. Some background. Um, James Gunn had intended on putting Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy two as a natural character, but there was just so much going on in it that he decided he had to save him for the next. So that probably explains Good. why he created yeah. that. Can I also give another piece of trivia I forgot to mention? That I, I remember that the character of Taserface is a character yeah. from, is a character from the comics that actually was brought up because someone after he was in after like the first Guardians came out, someone jokingly tweeted at him like like, about a character, like, are you going to put this in the second one? And James Gunn threw out, like, oh, no, I'm, there was a lot of dumb characters. What, am I going to put Taserface in a movie? And then he's like, what if I actually put Taserface in a movie? Um, Wait, yeah. how do you guys feel about the Taserface scene? Because I actually really liked the Taserface yeah, oh, scene. Oh, yeah. I, actually, that was pretty funny. I, my I, my no, favorite that part of that fine, is... fine, but, like... Yeah. My favorite part Go is ahead. the genuine... I love... Wh- Whatever actress played the sovereign member that he calls deserves more money than she made because that laugh is so because that bit could have been cheesy that they bring it up again and she laughs mm-hmm. but that laugh is so genuine yeah. like where she's trying mm-hmm. not to laugh I I love that part but it, before it it kind of gets old again but then like how yeah. sincere it is it brought me back I also I think, think based on that trivia fact though it makes it mm-hmm. that much cooler because he was kind of like making fun of everyone being like what am I gonna bring Taserface knowing that. Yeah, it's even funnier because he kind of just made it a Twitter meme. Yep. Yeah, in the movie. Shout out to Twitter All about memes. It. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so basically, my final thoughts on the film are this: I basically have uh, just a couple of just a couple of questions. Like they're more rhetorical, anyway. But in terms of hmm, so now that ego is dead and destroyed and gone, so that whole Peter Celestial thing is allegedly gone. But mm-hmm. I think I think it. It, we're we're gonna find out in Infinity uh, War if maybe he plays a part in either trying to stop Thanos or or what you call it being able to grab an Infinity Stone. Will he try that again? I don't know if they're gonna go back to that. You never know with these situations because yeah, obviously Ego told him that once he dies, that whole celestial uh, situation is changed. But you never know with with uh, with the MCU. So that's- interesting and then of course overall with this this movie i mean it was what it was it was all right that's basically it it was it was okay it wasn't horrible i don't think it was bad but i just found it significantly less uh appealing on the second watch less so good. Uh, yeah so yeah yeah. Le- yeah just a lot less a lot less good is really the bottom line so uh before we get out of here uh we do our usual rankings uh jerome what are your rankings for for this film and the rest all right, let me uh, pull this up for you one second. I have my All right, so I got Black... Oh, no, I'm good, I'm good. Okay. Uh, I have Black Panther at one, Guardians of the Galaxy at two, uh, The Avengers, 
Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Ant-Man, Iron Man, Avengers Age of Ultron, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Iron Man 3, Thor, Doctor Strange, Captain America the First Avenger, Iron Man 2, Thor Dark World. I'll stop there. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I think uh, what's just because there's so many movies at this point, it's like there are groups of films in yeah. this list that are basically interchangeable with each yeah. other. Yeah. Like I, I can separate like it's to a point where I almost need to separate them into tiers. But like when I say I have um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where it is, it doesn't necessarily make it significantly better or worse than the ones that it's around. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm. Interesting. All right. Uh, neat. Um, uh, how, how do you want to <laughs> go about doing the ranking? So um, I want to say I totally agree with the tiers. I was thinking that while you were saying it because I'm like, yo, there's so many movies now. So instead of like listing out the tiers, I want to say in terms of best, I guess it's got to be like Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Iron Man, like all of those were so good. I'm not like a huge Winter Soldier, but it's like tier two for me, maybe. I think what I'm more struggling with is would I rank this lower than Dark World now? And the answer is yes, just because Dark World felt more important to the universe. So I am changing my stance if anybody watches my instagram stories you totally shouldn't they're like way too long is that um this is a worse movie than thor dark world How oh i gotta follow you oh yeah oh, yeah I, mean, I gotta follow they're pretty they're they're pretty extra but highly highly recommend well whose instagram stories aren't <laughs> yeah true, 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 true. I'm, I'm not actually i'm not even on instagram i don't know why i said that um <laughs> that's true I, I, every time um anthony posts uh one of these pods on his story or i'm like wow it's really cool to jake that he only includes me and tags me in these things and yeah i know hey jerome asked me, ask me why i'm not on instagram hey jake why aren't you on instagram you can post pictures on twitter anyway my rankings boom, <laughs> oh my, <God>. boom. <laughs> my rankings are uh black panther winter soldier Guardians 1, Avengers, Civil War, Age of Ultron, Iron Man, Ant-Man, Iron Man 3, Doctor Strange, Cap 1, Thor, Guardians 2, Iron Man 2, Thor 2, Incredible Hulk. McKay? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to list all of them. You don't have like any reference to see mine or see how it ranks, but this definitely, I agree with the tiers. I definitely think this is tier 3 for me. Tier 1 includes, like, I think this is definitely below Doctor Strange, probably above Dark World, just because I enjoyed this movie. Um, unlike the Dark World, um, <laughs> tier one for me is Guardians of the Galaxy. Not in this order. Uh, I'll do it in order. Black Panther, Guardians, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Wait, you haven't done that one yet, right? You're no. about to do it. That's, that's uh, whatever. I'm sorry. F- uh, Twenty-four minutes. We're doing it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I, those are kind of the films that are up there for me. Oh, Winter Soldier, definitely. I think Civil War is actually tier two for me. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I didn't like that much. I mean, I did, but it's. I don't know. There, there's just so many movies. It's hard to rank them all. Yep. But that's where I'm at. Got okay. you, man. All right. All right. For me, uh, Black Panther, Cap, Winter Soldier, Captain America: Civil War, The Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, Guardians Two, Captain America: First Avenger, Iron Man Three, Iron Man Two, Thor: The Dark World, and the movie that will not be named. Hey. So, <laughs> you can't say so, we're not respectful on this pod. Yeah, hey, no, you at guys least are the try. homies. <laughs> at least we try. So this has been great. Uh, McKay and Neats, thank you both for joining us tonight for this episode. Yes, thank uh, you very much. This was really fun to do. Um, I'm sure uh, there's a pre-Infinity War pod rolling around coming soon. If you guys are... Yeah, free to join. Anthony, Please can I say what I said it? to you to uh, in the group chat of? We're talking about who's going to be on it. And I basically said it's just a question of who's available at as many people as we can <laughs> yeah. get. Yeah, uh, it's really who, the who, bottom line is if you we are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you yeah, guys if aren't, if, if, if they're not on it, it's only because they're not available at the time we're doing it, not because we didn't ask. Exactly. It was a scheduling issue. Bless up. Exactly. So uh, needs where can we follow you? You can follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm at NitzBluv, N-I-T-Z-B-L-U-V. Um, I'm extra as hell. Yep. And <laughs> I have hot takes. So that's me. <laughs> McKay, where can we follow you, sir? You can follow me on Twitter, at apollo 2 Aries, uh, And I make some games, which you can follow. Just look up McKay Giller on itch.io uh, if you want to play some of my games. 
Cool. Jerome, where can uh, we follow you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Black Dragon Roll. And based on how this episode went, apparently I do have hot takes. <laughs> Jake, Jake, where can we follow you, sir? Uh, follow me on Twitter at the Jake Christie. I do another podcast called Sorted History, uh, which I like doing a lot. Uh, I've actually, I was, I need to, uh, I'm gonna upload an episode tomorrow. I think I don't remember. Um, but I, I, I'm just gonna be released in like three weeks. What the hell did I say that? Um, anyway, yeah. So follow me there. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to that, and also do that with this pod too, Anthony. I am Anthony. Canton the third AC Spotlight nine five. Uh, the AC Spotlight podcast is again. I know I've been saying this a bunch, but we're gonna be on the road for a little bit in the playoffs. We're gonna be in San Francisco. Gonna check out the Warriors, so that should be fun. Um, next week with the bro uh, NBA trades, we're gonna talk about the playoffs, and that that should be really fun. And for Jerome Chang, for McKay Giller, for Jake Christie, for Neats. This is Anthony Canton, and this is Marvel Cinematic University, the podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Peace. Peace. Bye, guys.